I'd like to talk about the seven factors of purification and how to practice efficiently to achieve liberation. Please listen carefully and use this information to guide your practice accurately, and you will see that your mind will change for the better. The seven factors of purification is a core Buddhist teaching. This Dhamma is well organized, from the beginning, in the middle, and in the end. It takes the practitioner from the very beginning to full enlightenment. Each factor supports the next, you can't skip any one, and each factor directly takes us to the one goal of the liberation from suffering. Buddha compared these seven factors of purification to seven modes of transportation needed to take one to the final destination, like traveling from home in your car to the airport, from the airport to another location, from that airport by bus, and so on, until the final destination is reached. It is very important to perfect each factor before going to the next, without being attached to the current one. The purpose is to reach the final destination and not to linger at any factor. We can't go on to the next factor until we have perfected the current one. This Dhamma was created by two of Buddha's disciples, Venerable Shariputra and Venerable Montaniputta. After propounding the teaching, the two disciples approached the Buddha and received his permission to spread the teaching up until the present day. The seven factors of purification are 1. Purification of morality or virtue 2. Purification of mind 3. Purification of view 4. Purification by overcoming doubt 5. Purification by the knowledge and vision of what is the path and not the path 6. Purification by the knowledge and vision of the way 7. Purification by knowledge and vision Starting from the first factor, purification of morality or virtue, the practitioner should have the right understanding of how to practice vipassana meditation by following Buddha's Dhamma. The seven factors of purification are an expansion and in-depth teaching of the threefold training in morality, concentration, and wisdom. Therefore, our starting point is training in morality or virtue. We need to examine our mind and make sure we're following the precepts, and see what defilements remain in our mind so we can eliminate them. The three poisons, anger, greed, and delusion, can control our mind to break the precepts, and indulging in sensual pleasure can keep the mind from walking the middle path. There are four levels of practicing morality. 1. Refraining from breaking the precepts. 2. Mindfully observing the six sense organs. 3. Mindfully limiting our consumption to basic human needs, food, shelter, clothing and health care. 4. Cultivating wisdom, by observing and understanding our mind whenever craving for consumption arises. This will guide us to see whether or not we should act on our craving, seeing the three marks of existence. In order to perfect morality, we must be mindful and objectively observe the objects that should be abandoned, because craving for these objects causes us to break the precepts. Mindfulness, concentration and wisdom are the special tools to train our morality. For instance, if we want to gossip with another person, 
then mindfulness will recognize this and bring the mind back to the base. Right concentration will then watch from the base and separate the craving from the mind, and wisdom will see the three marks of existence of the craving. This is called training the precepts with wisdom. Or when we sit down to meditate and ants are crawling over our legs, we are mindful so we don't take action to kill them, but have loving kindness and remove them so they can no longer crawl on our legs. Keep practicing with mindfulness, wisdom and effort until morality arises spontaneously and we automatically do the right thing. If we listen to Dhamma talks with right understanding, we will know the concept of cause and effect, or action and its consequence. This right understanding will prevent us from breaking the precepts, and if we don't break the precepts, we won't be bothered by regrets, guilt or worry when meditating or in daily life. Many people are attached to their past actions and can't free the mind from them, causing them to become depressed, attached to depression, and thinking of themselves as being a depressed person. When morality is purified, we will find that the mind is naturally calm, light and fresh. Perfected morality will cause loving-kindness to arise, which will cause the mind to be happy, and happiness allows mindfulness and concentration to easily arise. Purification of mind means overcoming the five hindrances, sensual pleasure, ill-will, sloth and torpor, restlessness and doubt. The job of the five hindrances is to prevent the mind from cultivating wholesomeness, mindfulness and concentration. There are two ways of overcoming the five hindrances, depending on the strength, characteristics and habits of the person. Concentration leading to wisdom. This method is for those able to sit in deep absorption concentration, focus on one object and enter the first jhana, applied thought. The mind is 80% focused on the meditation object and 20% on the six sense organs, until it enters the second jhana or a higher jhana. When the mind enters the jhana state it will be bright and powerful, weakening and eliminating the five hindrances. Remember that concentration is the opposite, or enemy, of the five hindrances. Wisdom leading to concentration this way is suitable for practitioners who cannot focus on one object because the mind is so busy. First we need to cultivate the four foundations of mindfulness by choosing a meditation object as the base that we like and which can help mindfulness to arise. Then observe the body and mind and the sixth sense organs. Whenever contact with the sixth sense organs causes the mind to stray we should be mindful and not follow the two wrong paths straying and attachment to sensual pleasure and over-focusing and controlling the mind to be at the base. Always recognize the two wrong paths and bring the mind back to the base with effort, patience and truthfulness, following through on what we have committed to. Effort will cause mindfulness to arise and further effort will cause right mindfulness, the mind stays at the base naturally, to arise spontaneously. Now that the five hindrances have been overcome with mindfulness or concentration, depending on the characteristics of the practitioner, the mind has been purified by stably and objectively observing at the base, bright concentration, and is ready for the next level of purification. 
Purification of view is to be able to separate the mind from the body in three mental aggregates, or the six sense organs. The mind is able to be a good and impartial observer, to watch the body and mind just the way they really are. The mind has detached itself from the six sense organs and realizes that none of the six sense organs is self. Now the mind can proceed to the next stage of purification. Purification of overcoming doubt means the mind being able to see the cause and effect, dependent origination, of the arising of each phenomenon. The more we see, the more we understand the true nature of the body and mind, that they don't arise simultaneously and are cause and effect. Seeing cause and effect often, we understand more and more deeply, causing doubt to fade away. At this point the mind is ready for the next purification. Purification by the knowledge and vision of what is the path and not the path is the result of the mind separating the body from the three mental aggregates. Seeing them as separate, the mind can see the cause and effect of the arising of phenomena. This enables the mind to see the three marks of existence, but it doesn't clearly understand and accept them yet. However, the practitioner knows that this is the right path, not just intellectually, and without pride in the knowledge, and that he or she needs more time to practice. Once we know the right and wrong path, based on Buddha's Dhamma, we can see the direction we need to take, and can move up to the next level of purification. Purification by the knowledge and vision of the way means the practitioner continuing to practice with effort by the mind objectively observing, watching from the base and seeing the three marks of existence, impermanence, suffering and no self. Keep practicing until the mind fully accepts that the five aggregates are the same as the three marks of existence. This will cause the mind to become equanimous, no longer craving to enjoy the external world. Then craving, or the cause of suffering, will be abandoned because the mind realizes the five aggregates are impermanent, suffering and no self, releases all attachment and becomes free. Now the purification by the knowledge and vision of the way has been fully cultivated and we are ready for the next purification. Purification by knowledge and vision is the consequence of purification by the knowledge and vision of the way, causing the mind to attain wisdom. It clearly understands the body and mind as they really are, the consequence of training wisdom, causing the mind to clearly understand and see what suffering is and will abandon the cause of suffering, this is the cessation of suffering. Now we have fully cultivated the Eightfold Noble Path and Nibbana, or Enlightenment, will arise as a result. In conclusion, the seven factors of purification are interrelated and support each other. Virtue will cause the mind to be calm and stable, the calm and stable mind will be able to separate the body from the mind and see the cause and effect of the arising of phenomena, and then the mind will be able to see the three marks of existence. Remember that we want to purify one stage at a time and not be attached to any stage, our purpose is to move on to the next stage without attachment. The seven factors of purification is based on the middle path, which cultivates morality, concentration, and wisdom. Continue to practice with effort, patience and truthfulness, following through on what you have committed to, until you achieve liberation or nibbana. Your Assignment 1. 
Be in the present moment with mindfulness at the base. 2. Observe your body and mind or six sense organs. 3. Separate the mind from the body in three mental aggregates. 4. Observe the contacts that cause the mind to think, or the cause and effect of the arising of phenomena. 5. Observe the three marks of existence. 6. Repeat all of the above. I wish everyone success in your practice and hope this Dhamma will guide you to the right practice for the attainment of your right goals in life, which is liberation from suffering. Anumodana Sadhu 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 Trisika Insight Meditation Center Plant City, Florida